Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely guest today. Her name is Nikki Novo. She is an intuitive and spiritual teacher, most known for her freaking powerful clarity readings. And she also has a three part intuitive mentorship program, teaching people how to hone their intuition by connecting with spirit guides, reading energy, energy healing, Akashic records, so many things. And she's the founder of Soul Collective, which is a free community designed to help you discover your inner mystic. Nikki is pure magic. She did a reading for me that was honestly probably the most accurate, eye-opening and confirming reading that I've had. And you guys, I get around. Uh, But she really like journeys into your chakras, talks to your spirit guides, tells you everything you need to know, and you'll just walk away with so much clarity on your own path. And we want to learn all about your process. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Oh, Amberly, that's so nice. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So we're going to share what we're most excited about today. I'm excited. Have you uh, heard of Dr. Will Cole? No. Okay. So he's one of Paltrow's doctor. Uh, he's like, um, oh my God, what do you call it? Not intuitive doctor. What's the word I'm thinking? Okay. Integrative doctor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he kind of like integrates both worlds, which I like. Um, so he is, he, I've had him on the podcast a couple of times actually, and we're going to start working together. So I'm just like, (laughs) my audience is probably like, stop fucking talking about your bowel movements. Um, (laughs) but I have like the weirdest digestion. I was going to ask you, why are you like, what made you want to work with him? Yeah. So like I went from like being so constipated after my surgery to now I'm like diarrhea city and I'm like, having to drink so much water and like it's just like crazy like nothing's normal it's like not I'm like I like to think that it's balancing itself out like maybe it had to go to one extreme and then the other and then it's gonna balance but um at the end of the day I've always kind of had I know that I have like a bit of a candida situation I know that I probably have leaky gut so I just want to fix it once and for all and it's like it's not like huge problems but it's like I want to optimize my health like I want to feel my fucking best and that's that was kind of my my one of my words for this year was optimization like things are good but could they be better and like that's where I'm at with my health so gonna be working with Dr. Will Cole I'm sure you guys, if you're an avid listener, have heard his episodes. If not, go listen. He's amazing. I mean, it's also your solar plexus too. So it's probably like, you know, you're just stepping into your power also by, by doing this work. So that'll be totally exactly. And like, I can tell the difference, like, you know, your solar plexus is your it factor and your energy. And like when my digestion feels off, I'm like a bit of a wet blanket. So we got to keep it rolling. Okay. (laughs) What are you most excited about today? So two things, my family, so I have three children and a husband and they all left camping and at first, and they took the dog and everything. And at first I was like really freaking out, but then I was like, no, this is so exciting. I get to be alone for the weekend and I'm actually doing my first ever plant medicine ceremony tomorrow. So I'm taking part in it. 
So I'm excited, nervous and excited. Are you like going in with an intention? Um, well, I kind of function from a place like that when spirit like calls me to do something, I'll, I'll do it. And I don't always like, like to be doing it. I really feel that there's like, um, you know, the ego is always dying and there's just like a next level of ego that's leaving me right now. There's a lot of changes coming up for me too. So I think my intention really is like, okay, like whatever is that leftover, like remnants of the ego that needs to go, like, hopefully this gives me like a kick in that. Yes. Um, And then I think there's going to be some like relationship with the masculine coming up is my sense, like a little bit like dad slash uh, husband type stuff. Mm. That's kind of my, but I'm trying to stay open. It's hard when you're like so intuitive, you know, that sometimes, so I'm just trying to stay open to whatever is supposed to show up. Exciting. You have to let us know how it goes. Those are things that I'm always afraid of. Like, I'm like, oh, what? You mean I have to face my darkness? (laughs) You mean I can't just walk around with like sunshine vibes all the time? Come on. Well, that's definitely like, I just can feel like the the ego, like trying to like leave. And I'm like, no, stay on. So I'm like, and you know, I teach this all the time and I see these girls go through the process because of the work that I do. Um, so I'm really feeling them these days. I'm like, gosh, these, these upgrades are just so hard sometimes. But so, but then you feel so much better after and you can just love that. It's so worth it. That's why I follow. Yes. Okay. We're going to do a chakra shout out. I'm going to shout out this brand and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's Amina Mundi Herbals. Have you heard of them? No. So I had never heard of them either, but I saw, I don't know, someone posted something and they have like the most beautiful Instagram. So basically they have like all these different like powders and I want to use the word like, like herbs and like, I don't know, I don't want to say supplements, but they kind of are, I guess. Um, but they make like the most beautiful, like their Instagram is just so stunning because they make these like beautiful recipes and like, you know, those, um, those like really pretty, like not charcuterie boards, but like, like, I think they call them like mood boards, but they're like food boards. You know what I mean? Oh, fun. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they just have like, they make like smoothie bowls and they just show all their recipes that they use with their products. So I got a, um, it's like a coconut mushroom mocha powder with like reishi mushroom or no, not reishi mushrooms. That's not right. What are like the ones that like clear your head? Cordyceps? I don't know. One of those. Um, and it's, so you can like, you can like blend it into smoothies and it's kind of like a, a coffee kind of taste, which I love, or you can just mix it with oat milk and water and like make it like a coffee drink. I'm not trying to substitute coffee. I would never break up with coffee fully. Um, I actually was so anti-coffee. Do you drink coffee? So I like coffee, like I like the taste of it and everything, but I can't do it on a regular basis because of the readings. Like I'm too sensitive for it, but definitely sometimes I'll do it when I'm done with the readings in the afternoon because I do like um, taste of it, but I'm not a a regular coffee drinker. I just drink like one coffee a day, if that, like I don't even, I don't need it, but I just love the taste of it. And, um, I I've grown a, enough of a tolerance that I can have one. And like, as long as I eat food within like an hour or so after I'm normally fine. But if I go too long without eating, I do get a little jittery and crazy, but at that like 3 PM where I'm like, Oh, I wish I could like have a coffee right now. Sometimes I just want to have the taste. Yeah, so yeah. I'll make this and it's the yeah. perfect. Thing. Yeah. And you're not getting like that 
get right. Cause sometimes at three, I want something, but I also know like it's a little too late. Coffee. Yeah. Too late. Um, and then they also have this like rose powder. So you can like make a frothy rose milk. Oh yeah. And it's so pretty. Like you just pour this like frothy pink on top of your drink and it's just stunning. So <laughs> check it out. Oh, I also got like a lucid dream elixir that they have. And I had like wild dreams that night. So really? I got to check yeah. this out. Yeah, they have a, I have a, actually I got the lucid, uh, the lucid dream tea and the lucid tea elixir and I did them both, which was like, whoo, boom. Even my husband who like never remembers his dreams, he was like, oh wow. He had like wild dreams. So, so check them out. So it's Amina Mundi, A-M-I-M-A-M-U-N-D-I herbals. Um, that's their Instagram and they're amazing. Cool. I love that. I'm going to check it out. Who would you like to shout out or what would you like to shout out? Um, well, since your chakra shout outs, I'm working on two chakras right now. I'm up, trying to upgrade like my throat and my sacral. And actually I'm going to shout out you, Amber Lee, because when you're on my podcast, you talked a little bit about, we were, t- I don't know why we were talking about the throat chakra. Cause it was something like you had worked on a while ago. Um, and I took your advice. I was like, you know what? Um, well, you weren't giving it to me. You were giving it like to the group. But I took it. I got some crystals. Oh. Ask me the name. I'm looking at it. It's blue. I don't remember the exact name. But, um, and I've been like, you know, in meditation, just upgrading the the throat chakra. I actually um, developed like neck pain because of this, like, uh, you know, just me holding back some of the things that are in my throat. Mm-hmm. So I started to do like acupuncture and all that. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to put some focus on the throat chakra. And that was something inspired by you. Oh, thank you. And then this, I'm also working on upgrading the sacral chakra. So I'm currently reading the book Pussy. Have you read that one? Love it. I went through it like when it first came out, but I feel like I just, you know, sometimes you read a book and like, I don't know, you're just not there. I wasn't present for it. I wasn't ready yeah. for it. So now I'm getting a lot more from it. I feel like, was it you that I was talking to about this book, about the courtesans? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Cause I was just on a podcast recently. It must have, it was, it was obviously someone else. Um, but yeah, we were talking about in that book, how she talks about the courtesans and how like back in the day, they were like these high profile prostitutes, but they were like famous. Like they were like the celebrities of the day. They were just known as these like beautiful bombshells that would like steal your man. (laughs) But it was like, it was like honorable then. Maybe you had a past life as one of them. I, I, it's funny because I'm like the least sexual person, (laughs) but so I, and I think, and I do intuitively feel like I did. And then I felt guilty about it and then turned off. Exactly. Yeah. I do. I I definitely had a lifetime like in a brothel. Um, and that has definitely affected this lifetime. So, yes. Okay. So you'll, you'll, it's a thing. Yes. You'll get to that part. I mean, she talks about it kind of a little bit throughout the book and I was like, so inspired by it. I was like, I want to like own my sexual energy and like, Mm -hmm. just like make men drawn to me and obsessed with me. And then just like put my hand in their face and be like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that's the power. That's how we steal men's power. I'm here for it. Um, yay. Okay. So working on the sacral chakra and you're reading the book, how's Mm -hmm. it going? Um, I like it, you know, like, I mean, I had read a little bit of it, but I'm also just, I'm trying to bring in like uh, pleasure because, mm-hmm. 
you know, child, I'm a child of an Im- of immigrants and like pleasure was just not in our, you know, pleasure, meaning like joy and things that you do for fun, things that like, that was just not a, not a thing for us. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I work a lot. I, you know, have a, a, a busy life, like with my family. So joy is like kind of, I mean, I, ha- I have so much joy in my family, in my work. So I feel very, um, filled up by that. But now I'm at this like next level where I'm definitely asked, being asked for like personal joy and personal pleasure. Um, and I started realizing this because I was doing a lot of chocolate, like dark chocolate. I'm like, why am I doing so much dark chocolate? And it's like, I'm looking for that pleasure and I'm trying to get it from the dark chocolate. So, um, so yeah, I just, I don't know what's on the other side of that knowing or that feeling, but I, there's like a pleasure or like a yeah joy that I don't really I don't think it's joy. It's like pleasure that I just don't know yet. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like for me, I know when I can allow myself to be kind of turned on to that feeling, it's when I access like a different side of my feminine energy. Because when we think of like feminine energy, we think of like this allowing and this really gentle, graceful, you know, creativity. But then there's the other side, which is like the fierce feminine, Yes, which is like, you know, I don't know. That's the courtesan energy. Exactly. (laughs) Badass, all this kind of stuff. And um, and I'm hoping also, I'm sure my husband will like reap some benefits of this. Like, you know, he'll get more more sex or something, more blowjobs. I don't know. Totally. Or you'll just be masturbating all the time. And (laughs) that's, I mean, pussy is all about masturbation. I mean, really. I, I, I feel like I need to, I literally don't masturbate. Like, I literally don't. And I used to, but I just don't. I know. I mean, I think if you're like, if you're in partnership, like, do, do you still need to masturbate? I guess that's kind of the question. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Like, so funny, like, I did not like masturbation did not come into like my awareness until I think I was, I think until I was like married. What? Yeah. Or like right before it. Yeah. Because so my parents are Cuban. I grew up in a very, um, I grew up here in Miami and a bunch of like Cuban girlfriends. I have a huge group of girlfriends. And when I tell you there was like never conversation of like a vibrator or like Mm -hmm. any of that, like never, I don't know why. I mean, we were having sex and you know, all these things, but like masturbation was like, it's just such a no, we all went to Catholic school. We all grew up together. This is such a big no, no. And I remember I moved to California and I had these friends that were not like, I don't know if it was, I think it might be cultural or something, but when I moved to LA, like I had these friends that we just kind of, I don't know how the conversation started. And my guy friend was like, wait, wait, wait. So she's like, he's like, you don't, you've never masturbated. You don't know. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, let's, t-. and he knew all my girlfriends from Miami. And he's like, let's text all the girls and see like, if any of them own anything or if they're, you know, if they've ever masturbated and sure enough, we did a group text and no, but everybody said the same thing. Like, no, it was not a thing. That's so, crazy. Oh, so nuts. And then now I was like, my gosh, like how depriving, but it was my, I don't know. I think it's the culture. I really think it was like the, yeah. the Cuban culture, the Catholic culture. And it wasn't that we weren't having sex. Yeah. Like we didn't feel bad about that. It's just that nobody made us feel like it was okay for us to do it to ourselves. <laughs> Interesting. And there's so many like crazy. It's your own body. Totally. Well, and like also like orgasm is like a form of manifestation and creation. So, you know, and like doing that on your own is a way to like get intentional. Not that I know about that, but I've 
heard. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried to force myself to do it. Like everybody's going to masturbate today. Yes. Sure. Everyone go masturbate. That's your homework. If you learn anything today. <laughs> okay. Love it. So we are healing our sacral chakras all together. Okay. Let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual? So I typically have to wake up before my children because there are like our youngest is three. So I got to beat him. If not, like I'm beat him as in like beat him from waking up. Right. (laughs) I got to wake up before him. So, um, it depends. I do some sort of body movement and like that could be, I go out for a run, um, around five in the morning, or I'll take the Peloton bike that I have, or I'll do some yoga. So it just kind of depends like what I'm feeling. And sometimes I don't do anything. And then, um, if I do a run or any sort of like physical exercise, I usually go outside at that point. And I like to dance under the moon. I like to like kind of move. I have all this cancer energy within me. So I have a lot of emotions that get stuck in me. So I dance under the moon and I kind of move out those emotions. That's like one of my favorite rituals. It's, it's, you know, I can't do it every day, but pro- I'm probably doing that like three mornings out of the week. Oh my gosh. Um, that's why I'm like the fact that you're even awake when the moon is still out. It's like, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, like, like mom life, but I go to sleep really early. I'm like, I'm in bed. Right. I'm asleep like by 10. Between okay. 10. Yeah, yeah. I have to, cause um, like I have to, I had to like work around these, these kids. Cause the yeah. worst is to be woken up by somebody else. Like, yes, and then totally. my life, and then I have to like start taking care of them. That's the worst. So yeah. I try to get before them. So I'm not like an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then I, and then I like, um, I usually I'll channel if that's like what I'm like, I do some sort of meditation slash journaling. Um, I tend to like channel new teachings or I'm like channeling like different beings, like just kind of seeing what's out there, like any new information. And then sometimes it's just, um, journeying like my own, like journey and meditations or things like that. But I do a few, about 15 minutes of that. So that's what I do. And then I, you know, the kids wake up, I get everybody out to school. Um, and then I come back home and then start my work day. Okay. Well, that's good. And you get everything done. And before you work, that is the key. Yes. Um, so I want to, we're going to definitely talk more about the channeling and everything, but I want to know who's your favorite Peloton teacher. <sighs> I'm team Cody. <laughs> I even have the hashtag. I love Tunde. I love like Allie Love. I mean, I kind of rotate between them three. I, I try to give myself new teachers, but you know, you, and Robin was like, obviously the OG, yeah. like that was my original love. And then, you know, forget it. Cody's just like, just such good vibes. I love Cody and his music selection is on all the Britney Spears, all the Beyonce. I did a great, um, Lauren Hill ride recently. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to do that one. That was, uh, was it Ali or no, was it Tunde? Yeah. Tunde. Yeah. I haven't done that one yet, but I want to, I'm so excited. Really good. I love Lauren Hill. So yeah. this is like a throwback to like growing up too, you know, cause it's like a yeah. lot of the songs from that album. And Cody has some fun Latin rides. Yes. Well, I think his, I think his boyfriend is Mexican. I don't Well, He said he's learning Portuguese. So maybe oh, he's like Brazilian or something. Oh, Brazilian. You're right. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Love. What is your favorite? Okay. Well, you're, you're not 
you don't really know much about crystals, right? Which is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit. I, I know but I love, I know. But this is what I love is like, not everyone knows the same things. And that's why I feel like the spiritual community is so cool because it's like, I feel like people expect everyone to be able to do everything. Like I can't read tarot. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone has their things, but what is your favorite crystal of the moment? Well, I currently am hanging out with the grape agate. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Oh, and I, so I went a couple weeks ago to our little like local spiritual shop. I like try to try to visit them and support them. And I took the kids with me and I was like, okay, let's like, let's pick out like whatever stones are speaking to us. And they picked out a few, which were funny. It was funny to see like who picked what, you know, and like what it was for. So that was fun. And I picked this grape agate, which is just like a, it's, it's a purple stone. It's really pretty, but like a, like a light purple. Mm-hmm. And um, funny enough, I looked it up. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is for. And it's ugh, for psychic abilities. Like it's, it's basically for your, your crown and your third eye. So I was like, oh, but it's also, um, they say actually to put it next to your bed when you're sleeping so you can understand your dreams better. And I've been oh. having a lot of dreams. So I thought like, oh, let me, um, let me do that. So um, that's what I'm using right now. Oh my gosh. It's so pretty. I just looked it up. Yeah. I want one. It looks like little grapes. It does. It looks like little, it's kind of like a, like a glassy grape kind of color. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite Kardashian? I mean, I would, I'm sure everybody feels the same way, but like Chloe all the way, just, yes. because, you know, we get, a, we get like a real mix. Oh, really? You do? Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I would say she's like, she, you know, which I'm sure is not necessarily true. It's just her perception, but she looks like, you know, she's just like the most real, yeah. like, you know, kind of all uh, more accepting or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like warm, like she just has Correct. like, I always say she has like solar plexus energy, like she's yeah. sunshine, warm energy. Yeah. <laughs> what is your sun, moon and rising? Sun is cancer. Um, moon is Leo and rising is cancer. Oh, so cancery, but I, I love a cancer. That's probably why we get along so well. I mean, I have like cancer North node, like just so much cancer. It's like everywhere. So I'm all okay. that. What, what are your signs? I am Aquarius. Oh. I am a Leo rising. Love a Leo. And I am a Sagittarius moon. Oh, okay. I have literally no water in my chart. Oh. Like nowhere, nowhere to be found. I have Scorpio and Pluto, which I think everyone has, but, um, everyone that was born within like that decade has that, but I have no other water. I am all water. Um, my, my favorite people are Aquarius, my husband, my dad, my brother. I have like all these Aquarius men. I'm, and my best friend is a cancer. Oh, Oh, look at us. (laughs) Uh, what is it called? Twin flames. I said, <laughs> okay. So I want to know about your spiritual journey and when that became your life's work. Spiritual journey. So I feel like I've had several, which I'm sure like any of you guys are on the the journey. You have these like aha moments throughout the process, but I would say my first, first, first one was, um, so I was engaged super young. I was engaged. Like I had this, um, high school boyfriend. We dated for like eight years and my parents, I, like I mentioned are Catholic and they were uh, Cuban Catholic and a little, you know, very traditional. And I was kind of raised 
to feel like you're either going to like leave your house in a white dress or like in a casket. Like, like I wasn't leaving that house unless like I got married or like, you know, I was dead or something. So I had this boyfriend and he was a professional baseball player. He um, played in the major league in the major leagues. And I um, like, you know, I obviously I met him when we were in high school and he moved his way up, but I was like, Oh, this is like my ticket out. Like, this is it. Like, I'm just going to marry this guy. Like I can get out of my house and I can like live my life. So, um, and I didn't, you know, who the hell knows who they are at that age. I was so young and I got engaged. I got, I remember being not able to legally drink at my engagement party. So I must've been like 20. I'm thinking, yeah, it was crazy. And then, um, you know, I was on that path planning of like a big wedding. I'm I'm the only girl in the family. So we were like planning this big wedding. And two months before the wedding, I, um, I had a girlfriend who had just moved to New York for her master's and like her, a few of my girlfriends and I, we were like, Oh, we're going to go to, we're going to go to visit her. And which was crazy. Cause like, if you're about to have a wedding, like you're really not like traveling to like, you don't yeah. have that much money and you're yeah. like saving up for this wedding. And you're like, nah, I'm going to go to New York. Yeah. Like it was like, not exactly. Like there's so many other things you should be doing, you know? And I was like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends, whatever. So I go and I'm in, you know, we're having a great time with friends and guy friends and like, you know, just doing what 20 one-year-olds like do or whatever. And I remember being in Rockefeller center, like watching the, like that ice skating rink area there. Mm-hmm. And it was so loud. Like New York is such a loud place. Like the energy is so intense, but I was just staring and I heard like so strong. It was like, God like came into my ear and was like, you know, for lack, I don't remember exactly the phrase, but it was something like you were made for bigger things. Like mm-hmm. this is not your path. Like it was very, very clear. I mean, I had already shown a lot of signs that I didn't want to go down this path, but I felt like that it was my way out. Yeah. And, um, right then and there, like in the loudest place ever, like I finally heard myself, you know, and, um, I came back home and I, like my, I told my mom, my mom freaked out. Like she was like, no, you're like getting married. And then luckily I told my dad and he was like, no problem. Like we will cancel everything. Not a big deal. So I broke off that wedding two months before, you know, broke off things with the boyfriend. And then a couple of weeks later, I moved to LA to uh, just get away from everything. And also for my career, because I had studied uh, public relations and I had worked in entertainment. So I moved over there to work in the film industry. But that was like a big moment for me because I, I I heard my path for the first time. And like now doing the work that I do, like one of the things that I look at in the Akashic Records is like a person's path and their contract. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we come into this lifetime, we have a soul's contract, we have a path, but we come into this lifetime and we forget it. We have like amnesia and all we have here is like our heart mm-hmm. and our intuition that will help us kind of find that path. And until that moment, I really wasn't like seeking the path. I was seeking like everybody else's path basically, or Mm -hmm. what I thought, you know, had to be the path. And that was like such a pivotal moment for me to where I actually like heard myself and was brought close, like to my path at that moment. So that was like my big first awakening, um, moved to LA, worked in the film industry, super fun. I did publicity. I worked at uh, Fox, no, excuse me, Lionsgate. And then I worked at Fox Searchlight. And when I was there, like I was always that person, like I just didn't know what I was going to do for a living. Um, my my dad's a doctor and my brother, um, who's two years older than I am, like always knew that he was going to be a doctor. So I was like this weirdo, like having no idea what I was going to do with myself. 
So I was always seeking that. So like purpose and like work was like always a thing for me. So when I moved over there, I mean, I just worked in, in publicity because it's what I studied. I just basically went to college and was like, what do I need to do to not take a math class? And that's how I ended up in publicity. <laughs> um, and said so the truth. And it's true. I avoided like all math classes. And then, um, but once I was there, what was really cool is that like I learned that you could like a big moment for me was like when I realized that you can make money doing something creative yeah. um, because all these people around me were super creative. I mean, there was these writers making like, you know, good money writing scripts and it was such an inspiring place to be. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic, don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And as a child of, of, of immigrants, like we were just really raised to, you know, do the typical stuff, you know, like just be a doctor, be an attorney. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just felt like when I moved to LA, I kind of had made this decision, like that I was choosing creativity and purpose and fun over money. Like I didn't know that I could have both until I moved to LA where I saw like people were actually making livings and good livings mm-hmm. doing things that they loved, you know? Did, yeah. Is that how, like, how did you, um, did you like ever have that problem? Did you ever think like, I can't make money doing um, I mean, so for me, I know, I mean, so my path, like, I think I told you was like fashion. So I know I was always like, I'm going to be rich no matter what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like and I, fashion, with, with fashion, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Because you don't really make money unless you own like a fashion label. If you want to own a fashion label, you know, it's possible. A million, you need a million dollars. Like if you want to be a stylist, you're going to make no money. If you want to be, you know, um, so, so yeah, I mean, when I found this world, I, there were just so many people that were making money and I was like, okay, don't it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a little, it have a little bit different than that, but, but no, I totally get it. So then you were decided, okay, this is what I want to do. Or, you know, I want to do something creative. At what point were you like, okay, I've heard this one voice tell me to 
make these changes? How do I hear more of these voices? Or how can I tap more into that? How did that happen? Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, I didn't like overthink it kind of, I just like allowed that to happen. I definitely, I grew up Catholic. So like once I got into college, I started questioning God and I started questioning Jesus and like all these different, you know, concepts. So I studied a little, I studied a lot of like, um, religion and like in a historical way. So I was definitely like seeking spirituality, but I had left in a way, like all the religious, um, understandings yeah. that I had. And I was really like, just not for, for like the first time in my life, like giving a break to all spiritual talk because I had been fed that so much growing up. Right. So when I heard that, I just kind of, I don't know. I just thought that it was like, I didn't even overthink it. I just thought it was like a voice within myself. It felt like the God within me is like kind of what it felt like. So I didn't overthink it, but I did know that there was a part of me that knew that there was like something for me, like work-wise, like purpose-wise. So once I was there and I found like people doing things creative, I realized I, that I wanted to write. So that was like my first love. I fell in love with writing and I was like, okay, I want to be a writer. I moved back to Miami and started working in media. So I worked at like MSN and NBC as an editor. And ultimately my last job was at Refinery29 as the Miami editor. And what happened during that time, like I was I was finally like satisfied with my work, but I meet this boy, fell in love with boy, start dating boy. And out of nowhere, boy breaks up with me. So like, you know, a lot of these awakenings come from these crises, like from crisis, right? So to me, you know, 25 uh, year old me, like getting broken up, getting dumped by like this person I was in love with, like was a crisis. So of course I started to like, I feel like when you have when you get dumped like that, like you either do like one of three things, like you'll 
go into like drugs and drinking, you find yourself a therapist or you go look for a psychic. So, you know, I went to go look for a psychic at that time. So I just like, I was like, (laughs) not that like, you know, I didn't dabble into the other things, but um, psychic shopping, like I was like psychic hopping. Basically, I was like looking for the best psychic that was either going to tell me that I was going to get back with my ex-boyfriend or that I was going to marry like, you know, a doctor and like have, you know, two, two children or something. Like I was just looking for somebody to give me some peace. So I did. And I had some like horrible experiences at first. Like I had this one woman that told me that I will never be happy until, unless I'm with my ex-boyfriend and that's just not going to happen. What? <laughs> Who are these psychics? <laughs> that was awful. Um, I'm sure people can relate. Like those are not the psychics you want to go to. No. Um, so then I, but I did find this one woman and this was like a little risque for me because I grew up Catholic and like, you're not supposed to go visit yeah. these, these psychics or whatever. But I found this one, we, my friends and I, we were all on a hunt, like two of my girlfriends and we found this woman who did angel readings. And I was like, okay, like I can get behind this. She's probably not going to tell me that, you know, I'm going to be miserable for the rest of Like it just felt a little lighter and it felt yeah. like more loving. And I thought like, oh, she talks, all I understood was that she spoke to angels. And I thought like, well, angels are in the Bible, like this should be okay. So we go to her and I mean, this lady was amazing. I mean, she like predicted my husband like years before I even met her and she was just really, she was really great. I was, and I was so like in awe of what she did. And I had like the audacity to ask her, can I do that? Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I mean, I don't think it's common to go to a psychic and ask a psychic, like, can I do what you're doing? That was like, like, people kind of look at them as like these, like, you know, oh, they got this gift from God and only a few people have it. And it's not something you like, most people think it's not something you can learn. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that was, you know, that was like, that's how they're shown to us. They're really like, look at us like superheroes. And, um, she was so kind to be like, yes, you can do this. And she, she like introduced me to angels. Um, so I read a bunch about like, um, during virtues work at the time. And I like really started with angels. I felt comfortable. And then I just went down a rabbit hole. Like I started, I studied hypnotherapy. I studied, um, theta healing, all these different, different modalities again, not thinking I was going to change my career. I was happy. I was like climbing the ladder. I didn't think I was like, I had no idea that this is like the work that I was going to do. Like, I mean, you, if you would have predicted that I, and she did, she was like, you're going to get into the metaphysicals. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I was like, great. Like I have really hit like rock bottom. Like now I'm going to get into some weird wizard, like (laughs) so bizarre. And, um, And she was right. So like from that process, um, then I, you know, that was like around the time when blogs were getting popular in 2008, I started a blog and I just wrote about, um, these things that I was learning. Plus I was dating. So I was like kind of having my spiritual journey through dating. So I was sharing a lot of that and I really loved it. You know, I just like, I loved writing about that. People were connecting with me. Um, and at just some point I was like, gosh, I can't write about, you know, some of the fashion stuff that I was writing about, like there was just, there was no depth for me anymore. And that is like when I decided I was going to go full-time with this work, but I didn't know I was, I, I didn't know that I was like fully psychic. I just thought that I was like kind of training myself. Like you learned. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened was like, at some point I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta make money doing this. And Um, I started coaching people, but when I would coach people, they thought I was coming to give them like personal development, you know, help or whatever. And what would happen is that like, I would just bust out all this intuition and people, I always explain it. Like 
you know, like you're like hooking up with a guy and then like all of a sudden he puts like his penis in your butt. Like you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, like, I didn't ask for this. And that's kind of like what my, my, what my clients felt like. They were like, I didn't, where is this coming from? Like, I didn't know I was coming for this thing. And I was like, Nikki, you know, you got to come out of the closet. Like you got to like, you got to figure out what's happening here. Um, so I started to realize that like after I did theta healing, which is a, it's kind of, it's like hypnotherapy, but it's more woo woo. I would say it's like more energy based. And that's when like the spirit guides really started to come. And, um, you know, every, all of these different certification certifications, I did Reiki, all of them, they like activated me in different ways. Um, so like once I piled them all together, like that's it, like all the psychic gifts were, were opening and I was open to it. Like I was, I was interested and curious about it. So, I started practicing. Like once I had these clients, I just started to be honest with them. And I was like, listen, I think I have this thing. I'm not really sure, you yeah. know, how it works, but like, if you're okay with it. So that practicing was really, and I would yeah. sit in meditation well, with my spirit guide forever. And that's, that's really how it started to develop. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask too, is like, how did you trust it in the beginning? Because I feel like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely talking to my spirit guides or I'm definitely like reading that person's energy. I'm definitely doing this. Then I'm like, but am I, or am I making this up? Or like, I'll do like, I don't know if you've ever had like, um, uh, well, I'm sure you have like done like a reading where they kind of put you into trance and bring you to your Kashuk records or bring you to your past life. And then you say what you see. Um, and I'm like, am I making this up? Like, so how did you like confirm? Was it through, you know, asking these clients, like, is this right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, like, first of all, it's a super common thing. Cause it's basically like fast forward to where I am now. I teach uh, like, you know, I believe like what we were saying that, you know, there's no need for a middleman. Like we all have these abilities within us. That's the truth. Like we, and I really do think that our brains are evolving now to be able to do this. Like, I think our children and our great grandchildren are just going to walk around being like extremely psychic. And I think that we're at the beginning of like the brain developing that way. Mm -hmm. So this is very like natural to all of us. And that is, and I'm grateful that like, I never, that I wasn't the four-year-old that was like, you know, seeing spirits. Like I, I, I developed the gift, you know, I, I worked the muscle. So that was very helpful for me to teach it to people like now that that's what I do. So in the beginning, like really it was, there's two things. Like you have to lead with curiosity. Like I, I was just, I was deeply curious. Like I was, I, for whatever reason, I was very curious to see like, does this work? Does this, doesn't, is it, you know, is this not working? Like, is this a thing? So I wasn't really like judging myself or guess or second guessing myself. Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to be like really curious. I also allowed myself to be nuts. Like, that's the other thing. Like you have to be okay with being yeah. like nuts. So when I was first developing my intuition, I had this dream that I don't know that I was given like four or five numbers. I forget. And I remember telling like my girlfriend, I'm like, it's so weird. Like, I had this dream and I was given these like f numbers and she's like, hello, the lotto, you know, the Florida lottery, like has five numbers or whatever. Like you should play those numbers. And I was, and I was having like money problems at the time. Like I just was, you know, I wanted to make more money basically. And I was convinced that the angels were giving me the lottery numbers. I was convinced. That's what everyone, like, that's like everyone's like goal. Like people that are not super spiritual, they're like, well, why aren't spirits, like, why aren't psychics winning the lottery then? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. No, so, so like, anyways, I, um, I was like super convinced I would play that damn lotto. And I was already like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Like, I was so excited. 
And I was a great, like, and I laughed. And then, you know, a few weeks later, didn't win anything and kept buying the stupid lotto. Um, I was like, okay, guess, I guess that was a mis- like, that was off. <laughs> like those were random numbers. They didn't mean anything. Um, that was off, but I never like beat myself up over that. And I let myself be crazy. So you have to, you have to play with your intuition for a little bit. Yeah. And that was like really helpful. But then the next thing really, which is the biggest, it's the biggest thing is you have to, like you said, like my clients were validating me and that's, yeah. that is very important. So when I started teaching intuition, a lot of these girls that I was teaching, like they didn't have clients to, they were just doing it for themselves. And I was like, man, we're not getting that far. And then once I started like a big way of the way that we teach in, um, in the soul programs is we teach through practice. So they, like we have practice circles Mm -hmm. and that is the best way because once you start to see that, like that, you know, we put like, let's say like 20 girls in a practice circle and we're all reading the same person. And all of a sudden everybody starts getting the same information. I mean, it's magic. Like at that point, everybody is validated because all like everybody else is getting something so similar. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to build that. It's the, fa- it's not the only way it is the fastest way I would say to build the muscle because you're being validated by your peers or you're being validated by the person or the thing. Mm-hmm. So that is super important part of the process. Okay. I want to do this. I'm, I'm like going to sign up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amber, we'll totally put you in the program. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about intuitive dating. And I think this is kind of where, when you first started your business, it was kind of more around relationships, right? Definitely. So like, I mean, a few things, it was a business decision. It was also like a spirit decision. Like I, at the time knew I was already into like spirit guides and all that kind of stuff, but this was like 2013 or something. And, you know, people just were not as open to it to, I mean, it it could have worked, but it was a little too out there. And I really felt like spirit was like, listen, do me a favor, like talk about dating first. I know that it sounds a little weird, but talk about dating first. And that's going to lead people into spirituality. And that was really how it worked for me. So I, um, at first I thought I just like had a good understanding of dating, but then I realized that if you go into the Akashic records, um, there's actually a book about love and I was downloading because the thing is we're channeling and downloading things all the time. We just don't know what, like what we're doing or where it's coming from. So I was downloading a lot of information from these like laws of the universe when it comes to dating and love. And I, I thought that I just was like smart when it came to dating, but it was really just that I was downloading the information and you know, dating and not having like your partner, it feels like it's, it's a, you know, it's, a, it feels like a real problem. You know, like it feels like it feels shameful. It feels like something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I find this person? So um, it's an opportunity to actually like find ourselves, to love ourselves, to go into our own spirituality. So I was teaching from that place. Like I would, in, you know, I'd bring people in, like, listen, I'm going to help you, you know, find that partnership. But what ended up happening is these girls and these women went down this like spiritual path. Many yeah. women, of course, I always say like, show them what they want and then give them what they need. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it was both, and it's beautiful. Cause like now my level three program is called soul teacher, where I train people to do what I do. And a lot of those girls started years ago in my dating offerings. And now oh. they're like these masters, you know, spirituality. Oh. Um, and I know we, we had a conversation about this um, last time we spoke about 
like the, you are, and I, this happens to me all the time, like during Mercury retrograde, I'll like dream about ex-boyfriends, like not in a sexy way, happily married, but like in a way that's like, like, Oh, why am I dating this guy? And in my dream, I'm like, what am I doing? Um, and I know you said you had a similar experience. Can you share how you remedied that? Oh yeah. <laughs> kind of a weird thing. So, um, I was having these annoying, you know, nobody wants to dream about their ex-boyfriend, especially no. when you're like laying next to your, your husband, you know, yeah. like the worst. Um, so I was having these really annoying dreams of me basically dating all over again. Like I was dating and I was actually dating the people that I actually did date before. So they weren't like imaginary dates, like, but it was like modern, like somehow I was like on apps and it was just bizarre. I was like dating every night I was dating. (laughs) It was very exhausting. And, um, I was like, this needs to stop. You know, I, at first I thought maybe it was because I teach dating, but then I was in meditation or, and um, there is a healing that I do. It's called the future self healing. So when clients come to me and they can't really, maybe they have like a third eye problem and they can't really see where they're headed or they don't believe like where they're headed. So let's say like, they don't believe that they'll be in partnership or they don't believe they'll be able to have this thing. You can journey them through this future self meditation and you can bring them into the future Um, It's a really beautiful experience. And um, I was doing that meditation for myself because it's really cool to get advice from your future self. It's just, it's something Mm -hmm. you have access to, which is you can time travel like to your future self and get information. So I'm, I was doing that. And all of a sudden, like I'm in my future self and I, and it clicks to me. I'm like, holy shit. Like my former self, like the girl that was dating was kept trying to ask my future self who I was going to marry. So what was happening in those dreams is that like my past self, the one that was dating, like in her, you know, late twenties kept coming to my future and being, is it this guy? Is it this guy? Like, who are you marrying? Who you're marrying? And I, once that clicked the next night that I was going to sleep, I was like, that's it. I'm going to tell her who she marries. So she leaves me alone. So I'm in the dream. I realize I'm in the dream and I tell my younger self and she was basically time traveling. And I was like, you marry Benny, my husband. I was like, you're, it's all good. Like you marry Benny. You're going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. And she stopped visiting me. So she was, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so that's, you know, that's how I remedy that problem. I love that. So if someone is, so everyone needs to do that. Um, so if someone is kind of like dating and they want to tap into their intuition a little bit more to, I don't know, just kind of have like a smoother process or get more aligned in the process, what is kind of one of the first things they can do? Yeah. So the, the first thing is like, you know, take a step back, you know, cause sometimes we're like so focused on either not doing anything at all, or we're trying to manifest or we're like dating too much. It's like just an imbalance. Or you've like got like a certain date that you want to be pregnant by and you're dating with that. A hundred percent. You know, it's like we, you know, we're trying to control this process, but we got to step back and we really got to look at like how we want to feel in a relationship. Cause I think a lot of us make these lists of, you know, what we want externally, But the truth is that manifestation is really best, you know, the way we quantum leap, like the way we go from like who I am today to like who I'm becoming is based on how it feels. So if we're manifesting a relationship or a person, we want to pay attention to how that feels because our brain really gets caught up in the dating thing. And our brain has these like expectations of what the person's supposed to look like or, you know, what they do and all these things. When really the truth is everything that we want to manifest like from the outside 
has something to do with how we want to feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. So we had to take a break and because, you know, dating is all law of attraction, manifesting, like that's, that's really the name of the game. You're constantly like either you are not bringing anything into your life or you are bringing something into your life. So you got to get clear on how you want to feel in that relationship. So it's like, not what they look like, not like, and like, and the way you do that is you can think about all the external stuff. Like, Oh, I would like, like one of my things, for instance, on my list was um, I'm not super Tom. I mean, I'm five, five, but in that time I used to like, I'm a Miami girl, you know, and we love to wear our heels. Mm -hmm. And I always like, there was just sometimes those guys that I would wear my heels and like, they were shorter than me. And that was annoying. (laughs) So I said, I want I wanted to be with somebody who I could wear heels with and still be, you know, and like still feel small. I want to feel petite. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So what I realized, like, so that's a very, you know, that's a superficial thing, right? Like somebody who's tall, but the reason that I, what I was looking to feel was I was looking to feel feminine, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was looking to feel like, you know, I remember dating a guy that I'm, I, we, I had just slept with him and I like looked down and I see his jeans and those jeans definitely would not have fit my ass. Like, I was like <laughs> for sure that guy's jeans are smaller than my jeans. Not so easy. Like, you ever watched the Mindy project? Oh no, no. Okay, she like hooks up with this guy and then she gets up and she's like going to like make breakfast or whatever, but she accidentally puts on his jeans and like, <laughs> she can't like get them past her thighs. I mean, <laughs> get it. That's exactly what it felt like. And it's not his fault. No, it's, it's not him. It's, 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 it was me, right? Like I wanted to feel feminine. Yeah. So that, so like, basically when I'm making my list, I would say, I, I want to feel feminine. Yeah. And once I have like all my feelings considered, then I start coming from that place. And then you start yeah. doing the practice of like, Oh, you know, I'm closing my eyes. I visualize myself. I'm feeling feminine, all these things. Now, sometimes like, the things that we want to feel, we don't, we don't always feel um, worthy of them, or there's some sort of block. Like there's a reason why we don't believe them. So you'll have to do that work too. So you like, you make Mm -hmm. the feelings list, then you look to make sure like, am I an energetic match for these? Like, do I, do I feel like I'm worthy of them? Do I feel, is there any sort of block? If there is a block, okay, then I have to, you know, I got to work. I got to rework that. Maybe there's some mantras, maybe there's some healing that needs to be done. And then once that's kind of squared out, then you start your heavy manifestation, you know, practices, your visualizations, your feelings, all that kind of stuff. And we can do it with less like forceful energy. And when we go on a date, it's easy to be like, you know, this was nice, but I just based off my list, which is like almost like a contract to myself, Mm -hmm. I know this, this doesn't feel like what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. And then that way you're feeling into it, which is increasing your intuition and practicing your intuition rather than like checking off a box. Exactly. Cause you, we can get in big trouble like that. You know, like we end up with somebody that is a total lie. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like so many people that they're like, well, he has a good job and he's, you know, tall and he makes good money and he has a house. Um, you know, yeah, that's everything that was on my list, but it's like, no, but how you feel. Um, okay. I love that. So we are going to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested Uh, first. So Pisces season in general was just wildly emotional for me. I'm working on like so many projects and, um, actually this is something we spoke about in our reading. He was that I hate when things go slow and I'm like, do it now, launch it now, launch it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, let's just do it. And so I kept like going back and forth between like, 
you know, okay, no, this, like, we need to work on this more to like, fuck it. Like, let's just put it out there. And like, I was just getting so frustrated and kind of like doubting that it was going to work at all. And I kind of realized that the reason that I'm like, okay, just do it now is because there was a part of me that thinks if it's going too slow, it's not going to happen at all. And I was like, damn, that, <laughs> that is, that is a pattern here. So once I like learned to be comfortable in the slowness and just allowing it to be slow, um, which is what you basically told me to do, but I had to realize it for myself as well. I just got so much more clarity. And um, if we would have rushed it, we would have like missed so much. Like we've had, we've gotten so many downloads and ideas in the last little while. And it's like, oh my God, like this has actually turned into something that's not totally different, but there's so much more depth to it. And if we would have rushed it, we wouldn't have like, you know, gotten that deep. So beautiful. Yeah. And we also manifested a really exciting consultant that's coming on, which I'll have to tell you guys. That's so exciting. I know, you know, sometimes it's like what makes us like, what really makes us be good about speed. It has to do with like waiting, you know, like sometimes it's that waiting that makes us be really efficient. You know, yes. when we rush, we make mistakes. So. so true. Honoring our flow state. Um, tell us about your last meltdown and manifestation. So mine has been kind of like brewing, but I would say like the um, today was like really, really like where I saw it. Super, I've been seeing it for the last few weeks or so, but today was like a big moment. Um, my So my husband took our family camping um, and I'm not going because I have the plant ceremony and, and I don't like this camping place. So they're going just for the weekend. And I'm like teaching my class, I'm soul teacher, which is like the group of girls that I teach. Um, it's a certification that like they learn how to do what I do. And I'm like, he, he, my husband drives by my window because my window faces the front of the house and he's in the car and like the car is like completely packed up. Like all the kids are packed up and Mm -hmm. he's leaving. He's, they're just like waving at me. And I, I had like a complete, like, (laughs) like meltdown. Like even my girls, like they've never seen me like that. Like the students, they were like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I'm like, give me a second guys. Uh, Like walk out there. And I was just, and you know, what bothered me and really it was like, they were all packed. I did not pack them. They were like all in the car. They were, they had everything they needed. And I was like, wait, 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 like you guys didn't need me. Like, yeah. you know, and that was, and what's funny is that like, what's showing up for me lately is that I'm trying to make space for myself mm-hmm. um, with my business, um, with, with all the things, but I have a problem like with being needed, you know, yeah. it, it's, you know, something I'm used to, but until I'm okay with not being needed, there will be no space. So yeah. like, you know, one cannot exist without the other. So that was like a big moment. And then like the house is empty and I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? And I realized like, I have to be, I've been wanting space. I need to be comfortable with space. And it's this new thing that I'm understanding. So I manifested a weekend alone without even knowing it. (laughs) Yay. And like being in, just being comfortable in that space. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to hear about your plant journey. No, we'll see. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This was amazing. I could talk to you all day forever. And I just love you so much. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared with us. Where can everyone find you? So I'm on the gram. You can visit me at Instagram backslash Nikki Novo, which is N I K K I N O V O. Also my website, which is just my name. And um, if you go to the website, you can join our free community. It's called Soul Collective, where we talk about like all these woo-woo things. We also have a section for intuitive dating 
there's like workshops and meditations and it's all free. So um, it's a really beautiful um, community. So if you're, you know, feeling called to that, check that out there. We'll link you guys to everything in the show notes. Nikki, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Go masturbate. Have the best day. And we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.